Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself... everybody welcome back to another week of zappagram the mother of all music podcasts and newsletters this is episode 69 i am your host chris zappa your uh esteemed host i'm i'm honored to have you here to have you listening thanks for joining me thanks for coming back for another week full of music news it's my job to keep up with what's going on and to bring that news to you guys so you'll be in the know as well and uh, it's not really work if you if you love what you do right? I love this. And uh, and I love being here with you guys. Thank you again for being here with me. And you know, that's the thing about the news, music news specifically, is that there's always so much going on. Uh, it's kind of hard to keep up with it on your own, right? And so uh, that's why you're here. That's why I'm uh, I'm helping out. I'm a helper. I like to help. And hey, speaking of helping, the, uh, the, the, the wonderful people of Maui could really use our help right now, specifically uh, the, the wonderful people in the community of Lahaina, uh, they need our help. As everyone in the world knows, they have been so tragically uh, devastated from the wildfires this past week that uh, basically uh, burned Lahaina to the ground. And, and all of those people, they've lost loved ones, they've lost their homes, they've lost their jobs. And, uh, you know, that's, we, we need to step in and help out. They need our help so badly. So I have penned a piece this week titled uh, Paradise Lost, Lahaina and the Last Resort on mourning the tragic loss of a community and grasping an underlying message through song. That's a new piece that I've published. I will link to that in this week's newsletter. You can also find that on my Medium profile. That's chrissappa.medium.com if you want to read it there. Uh, But the most important part of that is that uh, at the bottom of this piece, which I will also include in the newsletter, you there are there are multiple ways that you can help and make a difference. Um, you can make a donation via the American Red Cross, the Hawaii Community Foundation, the Maui United Way, or uh, directly to the Maui Food Bank. And I have links for all of those things in the newsletter. So if you are able to help, uh, please do so. But uh, in this piece that I wrote, there's a song called The Last Resort by the Eagles. It's um it's not one that everyone knows because it would be considered more of a deep cut, right? It it never uh, it was never big like Hotel California or Take It Easy. Um but it's the last track on the Hotel California album. And in a nutshell, my interpretation of this swelling ballad is that it depicts the metaphorical human search for paradise and contrasts it against the harsh reality that any such utopia once discovered straight away becomes debased and corrupted by the avarice and, and hubris of man. That's sort of the the overarching theme of the song. And the and the song has a direct mention of Lahaina. And I and I couldn't help but think of that song and the underlying message in that song uh, this past week as we all watched the tragedy unfold there. So um, read the piece if you have a couple of minutes. Um, Again, you can find the piece either on my Substack or on medium.com, and uh, I'll have links for that in the newsletter. 
But uh, read read the piece and listen to the song, and specifically, you know, the the lyrics, the the message of that song. It's a beautiful song. I think it's one of the Eagles' best songs, and I think it's criminal that it actually never. Uh, was a hit for them that more people didn't hear it unless you were you know a big Eagles fan you probably didn't hear it it didn't get radio airplay but it's beautiful it's poignant as is uh, the quote this week every week I kick things off with a quote and uh, today August the 14th we're celebrating the birthday of the late great David Crosby so the quote this week comes from David Crosby who said once don't waste the time time is the final currency man not money not power it's time And that's just an especially poignant reminder to us, you know, as we have witnessed this tragedy unfold this past week. Money is great, power is fine, but time is the most important thing that we have. So we should not waste it. And in an effort to do so, to not waste time, I'm going to get right into things this week. Every week I have a poll in the Zappagram newsletter. I call it Rock the Vote. I ask a question, you give an answer. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Inquiring minds want to know. I want to know, and I want your opinion on things. Last week I asked, do you attend music festivals, or are you too old for that shit? 41% of you said that, yes, I still attend music festivals, and a larger percentage, 59% of you said, nope, I'm too old for that shit. As I mentioned last week, I am too old for that shit. Uh, I prefer to, you know, watch a festival streamed to the uh, the comfort of my living room where concessions are cheaper and the bathrooms are cleaner. Uh, and in past weeks, I have asked uh, questions about your listening habits, your streaming platform of choice, etc. Um, it's sort of along those same lines. This week, I'm asking in the poll, do you listen to music via Bandcamp or SoundCloud? Yes, both. No, neither. Bandcamp only or SoundCloud only. Many independent artists put their music out on uh, the, the major streaming platforms, but some only have their music available via Bandcamp or SoundCloud. And uh, and so I'm curious if you guys ever listen to music via Bandcamp or SoundCloud. So hit the poll in this week's newsletter and make your voice heard. Every single week, I include a playlist along with the newsletter and the podcast. I put out a playlist of music that I think you need to hear. And uh, this week, we're on playlist number 69, Zappagram number 69, same as the episode for this week, number 69. This playlist is available on both Spotify and Apple Music. So whether you're on one or the other, you can listen along. There's also a master playlist of all the songs from all of the weeks available on both platforms as well. The links to that can be found in the newsletter, or you can, of course, just go to your platform, Spotify or Apple Music, and search for Zappagram, uh, and, and you'll find it that way as well. I'm really proud of the playlist that I've put together this week. Uh, my friend Alex, who makes music as Honey Crush, has a new track out with Box Plot, and it's a gorgeous song that kicks off the playlist. I've also included music by Robbie Robertson, uh, his solo work, as well as some of his work with the band. Of course, he passed away this past week. We'll talk about that soon. That track that I mentioned, The Last Resort by the Eagles, I have included as well. I put one of my favorite songs from Till Tuesday, a band that uh, broke in the late 80s, fronted by the great Amy Mann. I put my favorite song by them, Coming Up Close, 
in there as well as a song by Lone Justice that was released around that same time. Uh, Shelter, great song. Uh, Wolf and Moon has a brand new album that came out this past week. Got some tracks on there from them. Blood, Sweat and Tears, an old one from them. A new track from Allison Russell, the great Allison Russell. Harry McNally and Buzzy Lee have a new track out. Velasa Hamster, my friend who makes monstrous recordings of uh, uh, music. He, he plays the pedal steel guitar like, you know, Hendrix would play a regular guitar. Like, it's just incredible. Uh, he did a cover of the Pink Floyd song Money, and that's on there this week. As well, there's a guy, Ike Brand, that I discovered last week on TikTok who made just the most punk song I've heard in years, uh, in which he basically rips politicians a new asshole. And uh, man, it's fantastic. I put that on there, as well as some new music from The Hives is on there too. So be sure to check out that playlist, listen to it, and let me know if you find your new favorite song. And with that, everybody, it's time to jump into this week's music news. As I just mentioned, Robbie Robertson, the guitarist for the band and uh, primary songwriter for the band who penned the classics like The Wait, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down and Up on Cripple Creek, has passed away, uh, passed away this past week on Wednesday at the age of 80 years old. Mick Fleetwood has lost his Hawaiian restaurant to the destructive wildfires on Maui. Mick Fleetwood, uh, drummer for Fleetwood Mac, has been a longtime resident of Maui, and he's among the many people uh, suffering during the expansive wildfires that, that swept through the community. He shared that his restaurant, Fleetwoods on Front Street, is one of the buildings that burned down. Writing on Instagram, he posted, Maui and the Lahaina community have been my home for several decades. This is a devastating moment for Maui, and many are suffering unimaginable loss. Fleetwoods on Front Street has been lost, and while we are heartbroken, our main priority is the safety of our dear staff and team members. On behalf of myself and my family, I share my heartfelt thoughts and prayers for the people of Maui. We are committed to supporting the community and those affected by this disaster in the days, months, and years to come. Mick Fleetwood had called Maui home for decades, as he said, uh, but he opened his restaurant back in 2012, uh, the logo for the restaurant featuring an illustration of him from the cover of Fleetwood Mac's 1977 album, Rumors. I'm sure they will rebuild, as will the rest of the community, but uh, but it is just sad, the historic loss of, of life and, and property there. But he is one of those people that has the resources to help the community in a big way as they rebuild. So uh, on that hand, I guess that's that's wonderful. One of my favorite singer-songwriters, Jason Isbell, is reissuing his breakthrough Southeastern album with new album cover and demos that were not originally included on the album. He's marking the 10th anniversary of uh, what was his commercial breakthrough this fall with an expansive deluxe edition of the record, including demos and live recordings. The three CD or four LP package is due out September 29th and also includes a remastered version of the original album. As I mentioned, a new album cover that depicts an older, leaner Isbell than the 34-year-old photographed on the original cover 10 years ago. Additionally, the deluxe edition features scans of Isbell's original handwritten lyrics in the booklet, along with liner notes by journalist Charles Hughes. The live album was recorded in December 2022 at Knoxville, Tennessee's Bijou Theater. Isbell is on tour now in support of his latest album, Weather Veins. 
And speaking of remasters and reissues, Steely Dan's 1977 classic Asia has been remastered for a new vinyl reissue overseen by Donald Fagan himself. It is the latest in a series of Steely Dan reissues, all remastered by Bernie Grundman. The newly remastered version of Asia, which comes without add-on accoutrements, is out September 29th. And yet further news about another classic album that's getting reissued, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On is set for reissue with unreleased songs. The 50th anniversary reissue comes with several unheard recordings, including a 1973 version of the ballad album Vulnerable. The reissue will be released on digital streaming platforms everywhere on August 25th for its 50th anniversary. The expanded version comes with 33 bonus tracks. 18 unreleased, including the sessions for an album of ballads that was eventually scrapped, then re-recorded later in the decade. Several of the unreleased songs feature Herbie Cancock on piano, not long before he recorded his own classic album, Headhunters. So I can't wait to hear that. Another of my favorite current singer-songwriters out there working today, Nathaniel Rateliff, has announced a 2023 solo tour Uh, He's going to be embarking on, he had the thing planned for 2020, but then this little thing called the pandemic happened, and uh, that had to be put on hold. But now, in an attempt to make up for lost time, Rateliff is embarking on this solo tour called the And It's Still Alright Tour. All of the dates but one feature uh, Kevin Morby as the supporting act, and there aren't that many dates. There are about a dozen or so, but he does go from coast to coast, so check the link in the newsletter to find out if he's coming anywhere near you. The band Beach Fossils have announced a headlining North American tour in support of their latest album, Bunny, which came out back in June. It's a really good album, too. It's their fourth studio album, uh, their first in almost six years. After a stint this month in August opening for Post Malone on his tour, they'll hit the road in uh, October and November. You can check the link in the newsletter to find out if Beach Fossils is coming anywhere near you. They have a slew of dates, and there's probably 25 to 20, 30, 30 30-something dates. I don't know. Check out the link in the newsletter, and uh, you can find out where they're going to be. In further tour news, I discovered this past week that I have way more in common with Beyonce than I originally thought. Beyonce's tour rider includes brand new toilet seats at each venue she plays. No detail gets overlooked when it comes to the Queen Bee. And uh, on her Renaissance World Tour, even the bathrooms she uses backstage are reportedly outfitted with brand new toilet seats at each and every venue she goes to. And, uh, and I feel this on a deep, deep personal level. Like, I get this so much more than anything else I've ever heard about an artist tour rider. You know, I, I want a bowl of M&Ms and they can only be the blue ones or, uh, or I have to have this kind of sparkling water. That's all good and fine, right? But brand new toilet seats, I get that on, on a, such a deep level. Like, that would be me. That would be in my tour rider. If I were ever a famous artist, I would make sure that no one else's ass had ever sat on the toilet seat that I would be using. Every place I've ever moved in my adult life, the first thing that I do is I go out to, like, the Home Depot or whatever, and I buy a brand new toilet seat. So I, I identify with that, and I connect with that. I get you, Beyonce. I get you. In other tour news, Metallica is on tour right now, and a truck, this past week, a truck carrying equipment to their Montreal shows was involved in a really serious accident on a highway near Lake George, New York. While the wreckage was significant, 
It appears there were no major injuries and that the band's concerts over the coming weekend went on as planned. But man, if you see photos of the wreckage, it looks really, really bad. I don't see how people were not injured in this, but uh, I'm glad to hear that they weren't. The accident appeared to involve one of Metallica's semi-trailers and another trailer hauling a car carrier filled with vehicles. So yeah, it was a it was a big crash em up, smash em up. Who knows, you know, maybe some, some guitar necks got snapped or, or something like that, but uh, no one was hurt. The show went on, so, you know, I guess all is well that ends well. Did that end well? I guess it did, because nobody died. Okay, moving on. In this week's Taylor Swift news, Taylor Swift at the last night of her Eras Tour stop in Los Angeles, she announced the re-recorded version, Taylor's version, of her 2014 album 1989, with several blockbuster singles coming from that album, including Shake It Off, Blank Space, Style, Wildest Dreams, and Bad Blood. Her fifth album definitively turned to pop music after her country-leaning beginnings, which just seems now so strange to me that she had this country tie-in when she when she first started and uh, because just she's just not associated with that at all anymore, which is good, in my opinion. Uh, I think she made the right move. Anyway, the re-recorded version of 1989 will be out on October 27th. As well, Taylor Swift is leading the field with eight nominations for the 2023 MTV Video Music Awards this year, which will be handed out September 12th at Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. She's already won Video of the Year three times, and a fourth win for Antihero would break her own record, set last year when she won for the self-directed All Too Well 10-minute version. Host, presenters, and performers have yet to be announced for the event, which falls during a break in Swift's box office busting era's tour. Antihero will compete for Video of the Year against Miley Cyrus's Flowers, Nicki Minaj's Super Freaky Girl, Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire, Sam Smith and Kim Petra's Unholy, oh, and Scissors Kill Bill and Doja Cat's Attention. So she's up against all of them. Uh, Fan voting is now open on MTV.com through September 1st, so you can go and cast your vote right now. YouTube has announced that they will celebrate the 50th anniversary of hip-hop this year by launching the 50 Deep campaign. This month marks 50 years since DJ Coolhurt performed at a party in the Bronx and showed off his DJing invention of scratching records to extend the instrumental breaks in the songs. This revelation was the cornerstone for hip-hop as people could dance longer and aspiring MCs could rap during the song breaks. So in honor of the musical milestone, YouTube has launched 50 Deep, a cultural campaign on YouTube that salutes how far the genre has come. They plan to fulfill their mission by collating a visual library of 2,000 videos that have changed the game for hip-hop music, having a custom Udle, YouTube's version of the Google Doodle. It's called a Udle. Did you know that? Now you do. But anyway, they're changing the Udle in honor of this, and uh, they're also creating a Google Arts and Culture hip-hop hub to collate a wide range of cultural institutions, collections, and curated stories. 50 Deep kicked off this past Friday, August the 11th, with a live stream of Hip Hop 50 Live on Mass Appeal's official YouTube channel. The celebratory concert had a star-studded lineup of world-class rappers, uh, headlined by the legendary duo Run DMC. They shared the stage with rap pioneers uh, Lil Wayne, Nas, Snoop Dogg, and more. The whole thing is on YouTube. You can go and check it out right now. It's very, very cool. 
Uh, And finally, we're wrapping up the music news for this week. Sex Pistols artist and punk legend Jamie Reed has died at the age of 76. Uh, Jamie Reed, the man behind the Sex Pistols, iconic artwork and and an absolute legend of the punk scene, has died at the age of 76. The news of his death was broken by Louder Than War, uh, with no cause of death given or further details yet revealed. His career was defined by the British punk explosion of the late 70s, where he created memorable artwork for uh, Sex Pistols hits, including God Save the Queen and other songs. Uh, His decollage-style creations became synonymous with the movement and are inextricably linked with the Sex Pistols style specifically and their sound. At the link in the newsletter, you can see a a whole host of tributes to Reed, as well as a lot of examples of some of his most memorable artwork. So that's going to do it for music news this week, but there's plenty more show to go, so be sure to stick around. We'll be right back after this pleasant musical interlude. Every week I have a segment called Z-Rex, Zappa's Recommendations, in which I highlight something that I want you guys to check out or to be aware of. Uh, this week, the only thing I'm doing is asking everyone to please consider making a donation to those so tragically affected by the Maui wildfires. As I mentioned at the top of the show, you can make a donation via the American Red Cross, the Hawaii Community Foundation, the Maui United Way, or the Maui Food Bank. And links for all of those are listed in this week's newsletter under Z-Rex. This week saw some great new releases uh, that, that dropped. Liam Gallagher has a brand new live album, Nebworth 2022. Neil Young released an album from his vault, Chrome Dreams. Ray Zaragoza has a new album, Hold That Spirit. The Hives dropped a new album, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. I don't know who Randy Fitzsimmons is or uh, why he died, but that's the title of their album. And the duo Wolf and Moon released their new album called To Get Lost, and that is a beautiful album. I highly encourage everyone to check out. Every one of those albums is listed under the new releases in the newsletter this week with a link to listen to them on your streaming platform of choice. Check them all out. On the release radar, that's upcoming releases coming out over the next 30 to 45 days. We've got new stuff coming from Aerosmith, a greatest hits compilation that's pressed on this really sweet ass looking red vinyl that you gotta you gotta check it out. If you see it, you're gonna want to own it because it looks good enough to eat. Cautious Clay has a new album coming out. Grace Potter, Gregory Allen Isakov has a new album uh, coming out. Hosier's new album, Unreal Unearth, drops next week on the 18th. John Batiste, same thing. Sonic Youth, a live in Brooklyn uh, 2011 album, their last live performance. Uh, Talking Heads, Stop Making Sense Deluxe Edition also comes out next week. Afterwards, we're looking for new music from Cindy Wilson of the B-52s, Granddaddy, His Golden Messenger, Husker Du, Pretenders, Slow Dive, and Speedy Ortiz. This brings us to our final segment, which is called On This Date, Musical Happenings of Historical Significance. On this date, August 14th, we celebrate the birthdays of David Crosby, as I mentioned before, Tanya Donnelly of Throwing Muses, and on that same day in 1995, Foo Fighters made their network television debut on The Late Show with David Letterman when they performed their brand new single, This Is a Call. August 15th, we celebrate the birthdays of the uh, late, great Jimmy Webb and Tom Johnston of the Doobie Brothers. That same day in 1962, Lennon and McCartney drove from Liverpool to Skegness to ask Ringo Starr to join their band. 
That same day in 1969, Woodstock Festival was held on Max Yasger's 600-acre dairy farm in Bethel, New York. And lastly, on that day, August 15th in 1991, Paul Simon played a free concert in New York City's Central Park before an audience of approximately 750,000 people. That is a very, very large crowd. A lot of birthdays on August 16th. Scott Ashton of the Stooges, Madonna was born on that day, Emily Robeson of the Chicks, and Vanessa Carlton. Also on August 16th, 1977, Elvis Presley was found dead in the bathroom of his Graceland mansion in Memphis, Tennessee. That same day, 1983, Paul Simon married Carrie Fisher. And sadly, on that same day in 2018, Aretha Franklin died in Detroit at the age of 76. On August 17th, we celebrate the birthday of Belinda Carlisle and of Maria McKee, who was in that band Lone Justice that I talked about that's up in the uh, the playlist for this week. So check out the Lone Justice song Shelter. Uh, that same day, August 17th in 1991, Nirvana shot the music video for Smells Like Teen Spirit at uh, GMT Studios in Culver City, California. Also on that same day in 2008, Jackson Brown sued John McCain for his unauthorized use of his song Running on Empty uh, in McCain's political campaign. August 18th, we celebrate the birthdays of amazing multi-instrumentalist Greg Lees, Marvin Isley of the Isley Brothers, Regine Chassain of Arcade Fire, and Francis Bean Cobain was born on August the 18th of 1992. That same day in 1977, two Missouri girls were killed and a third critically injured when a car being driven by an 18-year-old Memphis teen swerved into a crowd of over 2,000 mourners standing out in front of Graceland at about 4 a.m. This was uh, the, the night after Elvis died. The driver was charged with drunk driving, leaving the scene of an accident and two counts of second-degree murder. On August 19th, the birthday of Ginger Baker happens of Cream and Johnny Nash, as well as John Deacon of Queen. And on that same day in 2008, saxophonist Leroy Moore, a founding member of the Dave Matthews Band, died at the age of 46. Finally, on August the 20th, we celebrate the birthdays of Isaac Hayes, Robert Plant, Phil Linnett of uh, Thin Lizzy, John Hyatt, Michael Schumann, Mikey Shoes of Queens of the Stone Age. And on that same day, in 2009, American keyboard player and bassist Larry Netchel died at the age of 69 of an apparent heart attack. He's best known as a member of the Wrecking Crew, the group of studio musicians that known as the Wrecking Crew, who worked with artists such as Simon and Garfunkel, Dwayne Eddy, The Beach Boys, The Doors, Jerry Garcia, Elvis Presley, just on and on and on the list goes. Larry Netchel played bass for everyone. Everybody, that's going to do it for another week of Zappagram. This has been episode 69, and I have been your host, Chris Zappa. I still am. I will be next week as well. I hope that everybody stays well out there. Uh, Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Be good to one another, you know? Treat yourself to something nice this week. It's on me. Be sure to check out Zappagram number 69, the weekly playlist that I've talked up throughout this entire show. It's got some really good stuff on there I think you need to hear. Some of my favorite songs of all time made it onto the playlist this week. Hey, I got a joke for you. Why did Bono fall off the stage? He was too close to the edge. That's it, everybody. That's it. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I'll be here next week, and I hope I see you back here, too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. Thanks for supporting Zappagram. Until next week, I am out of here. (laughs) 